Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Just Janice podcast. I am your host, Janice, and we know that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So in this joy-filled podcast, you're going to hear real-life stories from other believers. We're going to talk about the kingdom. We're going to magnify Jesus, and it's going to be awesome. So thanks for tuning in, and here we go. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of Just Janice. I am so excited for today's episode because I have my friend Katie Hedrick on the podcast today. Katie, known on social media and to the world as the happy chick, is a wife and mama, a certified Christian life coach, podcast host of Stepping Into a Joy-Filled Life, and she loves iced coffee. She's helping people who don't have it all figured out to move forward. Her heart is to meet you where you are and equip you with the tools and resources you need to grow in wisdom, walk in freedom, and live a joy-filled life. Welcome, Katie. Hey, Janice. I am so excited to be here. This is awesome. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I'm excited to have you. Thanks for coming on. So I want to start out our podcast episode like I do every time I have a guest on with five fun facts just so that listeners can get to know you a little bit. Sound like fun? Oh, it sounds so fun. Let's do it. (laughs) Okay. Our first question is, what's your favorite kind of iced coffee? (laughs) I love this question. And my answer is kind of funny. I don't know if you have Casey's gas stations there in Michigan or not, but I love the iced mocha from Casey's gas station. (laughs) Oh, that sounds so good. I think we have to go a little bit further south before we ever, I think, I think Indiana might have them, but we don't here. Hmm. But next time I'm traveling and I drive by Casey's, I have to try that. That sounds good. Okay. Okay. Our next question is, what is your favorite quote or scripture or both? Oh, girl, there are so many. But right now I'm really loving Romans 12, 2, which says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. I think that is so powerful because we literally can transform our life by renewing our mind with truth. I love that. Mm, that's a good answer. I love that too. Number three is what is one unrealized dream that you have? Play guitar. <laughs> so I have, I've picked it bass guitar over the years. I played trap set. I've played around on the piano over the years, but I really, my whole life have had this burning desire to really learn how to play guitar really well and to purchase a gently used, but loved old acoustic guitar and to just sit down and play worship music and sing and play that with my kids. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. The next one is if you could get everyone in the world to believe one truth, what would it be? It would definitely be that the concept of honor is the answer and that it could change the world. Honor is kind of my soapbox topic, and it's so important. If everyone in this world would treat each other how they want to be treated, it would totally change the game. Yes, the golden rule of everyone obliged by that. Oh, yeah, the world would be a different world, wouldn't it? Yes. So number five is what has been a highlight moment for you in ministry? Yeah. So it really has just been creating 
a community in the online space where women come together and support each other and love on each other and pray for each other. It just humbles me and blows me away as this thing has kind of started and then grown and grown and grown. And the way that these women are loving on each other, it's like, I'm just, I'm so humbled and so excited to get to be a part of the community um, that's being created. And I know we're going to talk about it a little bit later, uh, but my Facebook group, my online community, which is called Happy Chicks. And these women are just coming together and truly just cheering each other on and wanting the best for each other. And that is so special. And I have to give a second one um, because as a mom, I've got three little ones and I really believe as a mom that our first mission field starts at home. And so the moments that each of my three kids have come to Christ and accepted Jesus as their personal savior um, has definitely been a highlight of my ministry slash motherhood. So that's been really special. Oh, my heart that seriously, that blesses my heart so much. Oh my gosh. I love that. And I love, and I, where we are going to talk about the happy chicks platform in a little bit, but I love also just want to like curtail on that, that I love the community that you have online and probably like everyone else on here, I'm constantly being added to groups or invited to groups. And Katie's was one that I was like, mm, I, I want to be a part of this community. So stay tuned because we're going to plug you guys into that and tell you how you can be a part of it. But I'm so thankful that my friend Hannah invited me to your platform because it is, it's an awesome page. And like she said, it's so encouraging and uplifting. So I love it. Thank so you. can you tell everyone? Yeah, absolutely. Can you tell everyone who is Katie Hedrick? What is your story or testimony? Who, who are you? Yes, absolutely. So I describe myself as a Jesus-loving, coffee-drinking, dream-chasing, joy-filled wife and mama. I'm also a certified Christian life coach, and I am a podcast host of the Stepping Into a Joy-Filled Life podcast. And so my story is really interesting because it really it really goes way, way, way back um, to the beginning. But the short version is that when I was five years old, my parents went through a divorce and it was heartbreaking. And at five years old, it was super confusing. And as I look back, some of my you know, earliest memories, unfortunately, are all wrapped, wrapped up in that. I remember sitting on the kitchen floor with my mom and she was crying and I didn't know why. So I just simply sat down and you know, children, it's like they automatically know empathy. And so there I was at five years old. I just, she was crying. So I just began to cry with her and I really didn't even know why we were crying or what was happening, but it was all wrapped up in the divorce that was happening, uh, with my family. And as I grew, you know, into my elementary years and my high school years, there was a lot of just confusion and pain and hurt. I still didn't completely understand like why everything had unfolded the way that it did. And I began making some poor choices related to boys and the dating world because I was, it's like I was trying to cover up the hurt in my heart. Like I would paint my fingernails black and I look back and I realize that was such a reflection of what I was feeling inside. And so I would reach out and I would try to, you know, fill the void, fill the gap and, and kind of numb the pain that was inside me by dating these bad boys. And all the while, you know, I attended church with my family and I knew about God, but I was one of those people who was kind of like dabbling in religion, definitely not understanding the importance of relationship with Jesus Christ or what that could do 
for my life. So I would date these bad boys and I would think, you know, I can help them or change them or save them or whatever. And I look back and I realize, really, I was just trying to save myself. Like I was looking for anything to just take away that pain. So when I was 19, I met uh, my future husband actually on a cruise ship headed to Mexico, which is a whole nother story. Um, He was nine years older than me. So I was 19. He was 28. And I somehow knew that I was going to marry this man. He was totally different than anyone I had ever dated. He looked different. His personality was different. He was a Southern boy with blue eyes and a Southern accent. You know, he was older, um, established in life. He ran a commercial roofing business. He owned a house, all these things. So totally different than anything I'd ever experienced before. And somehow though, I felt God moving in my life and I knew that this would be the man that I was going to marry. Um, and so we did, we got married um, the next June. So we, we were together for eight or nine months. We were engaged. We got married that next June. And the problem was I somehow had this misconception that by getting married, it was going to heal my heart. It was going to magically take away all the junk from my past. And I couldn't have been more wrong. So here I am now 20 years old, married, a young newlywed, and I've got all this baggage and this yuck in my heart. And so I started feeling like and assuming, okay, because divorce is in my past, then it must be coming down the road in my future. So as you can imagine, that caused a lot of problems in my young marriage. But my husband was so good to me and so patient with me. And so the years went by, we had a couple of kiddos and I, you know, I never was like fully trusting and I still was dealing with all this junk from my past and dragging it into my present, into my marriage. But the thing was that I knew that there had to be freedom somewhere. And I desperately, I wanted to break free of all the junk in my past because I wanted to be happily married and I wanted to be able to look forward to the future and I knew that somewhere, somehow that that was out there, that breakthrough and freedom was out there somewhere. So in 2011, I actually found a mentor and I also began digging really deep into the Bible and spending a lot of time in prayer and crying out to God. Because like I said, I knew of him. I just didn't have a personal relationship with him. And God went to work on my heart throughout that year, throughout 2011. And in 2012, on a February night, we were we were actually in a hotel, gone to a conference. And in the middle of the night, God woke me up and just began speaking to my heart and Holy Spirit and revelation fell over me. And it was like, God was telling me, Katie, there's nothing in your life that I haven't brought you through yet. And in fact, you had to walk through all of that hard stuff so that I could work in you, that I could refine you and I could bring you to where you are today. And my plan for your future is good. And I want relationship with you. And God was speaking to my heart, girl, give me your past, your present and your future. And let's do this together. And so I did. I did that night, middle of the night, like I said, cold February night. And I'm sitting up in bed just weeping. And the Holy Spirit was so present. And in that moment, there was breakthrough and freedom. And it absolutely changed the game. And so years down the road, God whispered to my heart, it's time 
to share what you have found and what I've done in your life with other women so that they can experience that same breakthrough and freedom and joy that you know. And so that's, that's what happened. And that's exactly how uh, my platform, my Christian life coaching, my podcast, my blog, and all of that started. That was in 2018 when the blog started. Um, I really felt like God was saying, it's time to do this. Let's, let's start a blog. And I remember coming home and and telling my husband, I said, I think God wants me to start blogging to help other women experience breakthrough in their life. And I was secretly hoping that my husband would, you know, say, that's crazy. Don't do that. And he looked me square in the eye and he just said, do it. <laughs> so there was no, there was no going back. And so the blog was born and then it's really just steamrolled from there. And God has opened so many doors of opportunity. And it's like, he's brought the women to me that are the women that he wants me to minister to. So it's been really an incredible journey. I love, I love all of that. And there were so many things that you said and just for the sake of like not interrupting you while you were talking and just having garbled noise, <laughs> I kept quiet, but like, I'm sitting here like, yes, yes. Amen. And like, just like that encounter that you had with God. And I was just thinking about that, like in your hotel room that, like anyone that is listening who has never had that experience where you felt like you have just like met face to face with God, I am praying that you do because it will change your life. And like for me, and I wasn't planning on sharing any of my story at all. And I'm just going to share a little bit here. I remember having that type of experience in my car coming home from youth group one night. And it was just like, I just met with the Lord. His Holy Spirit was so tangibly present in my car. And it was just, it, it changed the trajectory of my life. And so that's been 15 years ago. And so I'm just praying that for anyone on here, if you've never had that experience that you would. And then I also want to read second Corinthians one, four, because you so hit on this and it's the scripture that says that God comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. And so I love that you've done that. You've allowed God to take your, like people say a lot, your test and turn it into a testimony or your mess and turn it into a message. And you're doing that and you're impacting people with that. And so I also want to encourage anyone listening that if you've gone through things and God has had, you know, and you're on the other side of the healing and the freedom and the breakthrough to not be afraid to share your story because you would be surprised how, many people will be ministered to it. And I know like with my own story, there's been times where it's like, I just, I don't want to like, it's almost easier to just hide and pretend like certain parts of our past never happened. But when I am bold and the times I have been bold and like shared my story and the parts that, you know, are seem super vulnerable to, to speak up and share, seeing someone else find freedom because they saw my, my story of freedom makes it worth it every time. And so um, just want to encourage you to, to, to be bold, to be willing to share your story and, and allow God to use you to help other people find breakthrough. So, so good. So good. So Katie, what does it mean to you to live a joy-filled life? Yes. I love this question. So first of all, I think that there is absolutely a difference between joy and happiness. I think a lot of people are out there looking for happiness. And I used to say this quote a lot and I do still say it, but I always was like, choose happiness, choose happiness because it's a choice. But the thing about happiness is really, it's like a fleeting feeling. It's really like a moment by moment choice is what happiness is. And joy, on the other hand, joy is deep rooted. Like it's in your soul. It's in your bones. Like you can hear it. Someone that's joy filled, you can truly hear it in their voice. I really hear that with you, Janice. And I hope that you hear it with me too. 
And the thing about joy is that where it really comes from is relationship with Jesus. And so joy, you know, obviously it's at the heart of everything that I do and everything that I put out into the world. And just to go a little bit deeper on my, you know, personal breakthrough and I, one slogan that I use in my coaching is grow in wisdom, walk in freedom, live a joy-filled life. Because as I look back at my breakthrough, that's exactly what happened. I, I dug in, I grew in wisdom. I cried out to God. I searched through the Bible and I really just sought out that relationship with him. That's when the breakthrough and the freedom came. And then as a direct result of that, now I am truly able to live that joy-filled life. And so there are what I call four pillars of a joy-filled life that I learned about. And on my podcast in episode number 34, we really deep dive into those four pillars, but just briefly what they are is forgiveness letting go of the past and freeing your heart, gratitude, which is truly an attitude and a lifestyle. Like gratitude is different than just being thankful. Gratitude, like joy is deep rooted honor, which we talked about a little bit at the beginning of the podcast, that's treating other people, how you want to be treated and then relationship and relationships, but specifically relationship with Jesus Christ. And so to live a joy-filled life, I think it really encompasses those four pillars but absolutely, most importantly, it comes from having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Yes, yes. Amen. And I, even as you were talking, I was thinking about Galatians 5 that talks about the fruit of the spirit. And one of the, the fruits of the spirit is joy. And then in John 15, Jesus is is saying saying to us that um, we bear much fruit when we abide in him. And so that's where it's at. It's that abiding in him, that relationship like Katie is talking about. And then when we do that, we do bear fruit and the fruit of the spirit. One of them is joy. So I love that. And definitely make sure that you check out Katie's podcast. I'm going to link it in the show notes, but go listen to this woman because listen, it's a free resource for you to just be poured into. And this woman speaks with so much wisdom and she has a lot on her podcast. I know you guys can grow from and learn so much from. So I love that so much. So Katie, I am going to quote you here and then ask you a question. So you said, you don't have to have it all figured out to move forward. Just take the next step, then the next. So what would you say to someone who has a vision or a dream or a goal, but they feel stuck because of fear of failure or maybe fear of the unknown, or they just truly don't know how to take that next step. Yeah. So we tend to look at fear as such a roadblock and such a reason to stay stuck. But the thing about fear is that it's nothing but a lie. And our fear is typically stemmed from some scenario in our past. And then we'll replay that in our mind over and over and over again, adding to it until it's turned into this giant, ugly monster. And I'm always saying over on my podcast that it's time to tell fear to go back to hell where it came from. And it's time to turn our thoughts to what is good and pure and true. And the truth is that fear does not come from God. In fact, in contrast, the Bible says that God designed us to be courageous so much so that he equipped us with a spirit of power, love, and self-control. That's from 2 Timothy 1.7. I have to share this story. One time we were on a family vacation and my youngest son, Canyon, he went running towards the ocean and the ocean came rushing right back at him. And I watched as he turned and made a beeline. He was running away from the very thing that he wanted all because of fear. When he was safely up on the shoreline, he stared at the ocean and he reevaluated. That kid really is part fish. Like 
he was born to be in the water and he so badly wanted to play in the ocean, but he knew that the waves might knock him down. And that scenario got me thinking about the big audacious dreams that are on our heart and how we often tiptoe into the water and then we'll jump right back out at the first little splash that comes our way. We tell ourselves that chasing what God put inside of us is going to be hard or scary. And so we go sit comfortably up on the beach, bummed out that we can't have the thing that we want, right? So we'll settle for mediocrity and we tell ourselves that maybe it just wasn't meant to be. We've all done this. And we try to convince ourselves that it's okay to give in to the fear. Ultimately, we will only be able to move forward when we decide that the gain outweighs the pain. So in other words, when we believe that what we want or what we're called to do will be worth the discomfort of busting through the fear. And when we make that decision, we'll do what Canyon did next. Just a few minutes after he was running away from his fear, he decided that he was stronger than what he was afraid of. So he went running back to the ocean and he dove in and he played and splashed around for hours and had the best time. Our creator put a big, bold, brave spirit inside of each one of us. And there is something that burns in everyone's belly, whether it's start a new business, write a book, open a coffee shop, or maybe it's learn how to public speak or something as bold as learning how to fly an airplane or going back to school to get that degree, or maybe it's starting a women's ministry group. We were all born to make an impact in our homes, in our community, and in our world. And it's time that we jump into the water, the deep water, and it's time that we jump all the way in fully committed. When it comes down to it, we have to ask ourselves two really important questions. Number one, what will my life look like a year from now if I stay where I am? And number two, what will my life look like a year from now if I step forward? I promise you that the best answer will always be to move forward. And you really don't have to have it all figured out. Just take that one next step. Action brings clarity. And I promise you that in moving forward, more steps will be revealed. And even if you fail, so what? My husband and I run multiple businesses, and I promise you we failed multiple times in those businesses. But guess what? We get up and we try again. Because if God has called you to something, I believe 100% that he'll make a way, a way that will bring glory and honor to his name. So I just want to encourage you today, sweet friends, that stepping forward, it will always be worth it. Amen. Amen. And as you were sharing, I'm like, I can guarantee there are probably people that are just pausing as you were talking to take notes because this is so good and so encouraging. And I actually had a friend ask me recently about some things that I've been stepping out in and faith and doing. And um, he asked me like, how did you get over like the fear of failure or and kind of like the same questions I posed to you. And I I immediately thought of two different things when he asked that one, if I don't try, I've already failed. Like I I don't have anything to show for it. And I say that a lot, like, cause I am a pretty bold person. And I'm like, if I don't ask the answer is already no. So I might as well ask and risk 
you know, hearing a yes. And then also like, if God is putting something on my heart, this is what I told them. Like, if God is putting something on my heart, then me stepping out in obedience is success to me. And so what it ends up looking like, those results are on God's shoulders. But like my my responsibility and my mandate or whatever is just to step out in boldness and do it and then let him work out the details. So that was all so encouraging. So I'm going to quote you uh, one more time here because I, I love I love your quotes. I love your website. I love your social media. It's all so good. So you said... Your past may have shaped you, but it doesn't define you. You are called to a life that is good. I love that so much. So I want to hit on this topic because there may be listeners who don't know that God's plan for the life is good. So what would you say to listeners about not being defined by their past and God, God's plan for their oh, lives? Such a great question. So first of all, God is a good father. He's, he's not some angry being with a set of rules to keep us from having fun. He's our creator and he designed us out of love for the purpose of loving him back and for the purpose of showing that same love to other people. God actually wants relationship with us. I told you about that in my story and he really does want the best for us. I have found that so many women, so many women in my community have dad issues, right? Quote unquote, dad issues. So many women and it's heartbreaking, but it's true. The good news is that when we accept our heavenly father, the good father as the one who's really got us. And when we embrace our identity as his daughter, it totally changes the game and it totally changes our life. God calls us his masterpiece and his beloved daughter. Like we are princesses of the king. Isn't it awesome to think of it like that? God loves us deeper than we could ever imagine. And in fact, Jeremiah 31, three says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Seriously. God's love is bigger and stronger than anything that has happened in our past. And the beautiful part of this is that God offers his love to us freely and lavishly. And we don't even have to clean up first to receive it. We can bring our broken, messy self to the Lord and he'll clean us up. Our broken becomes beautiful. That's when I'm sharing my story. A lot of times if I title it, that's what I title it. Broken to beautiful. And our mess, it becomes his message. Just like you were talking about, Janice. God wrote us this beautiful love letter with the Bible. And it's alive and it's relevant and it's full of powerful truths that we can focus on. We talked about renewing our mind with the truth. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future. We can renew our minds and our lives with that truth. God truly, truly does want the best for our future. I think as women, especially that we often buy into all these lies, like we'll look at our past and we'll think maybe I deserved that or the total opposite. I was a victim. The truth is, guys, that we live in a broken world. The truth is that everyone has something in their past that was hard or even traumatic. The truth is also that we need to stop looking back because the past does not define us. And we're not going that direction anyway. There's a reason that your front windshield is way bigger than your rear view mirror, right? So while it's okay to acknowledge your past, It is not okay to live there. Instead, we have to fix our eyes on the truth 
and take the next step forward into the good future that the good father has for us. I can tell you guys this with absolute confidence because I've lived it. I was so broken and totally fixated on my past for the first 26 years of my life. But when I decided to accept God's love, knowing that his son, Jesus, died in my place so that I could have freedom, I was made new. And when I I renewed my mind with truth, knowing that what Jesus did for me was bigger than anything that had ever been done to me, that's when I was able to fully step into and even be excited about the good future that was ahead of me. And sweet friend, you can absolutely be excited about the good future that God has for you too. Yes. Amen. And a couple of things I want to hit on that you were saying, oh, all of that was so good. Um, specifically regarding God, the father, I think a lot of times religion has ruined people and just bad experiences. Or like Katie was saying, if you have had a bad earthly father figure, they really can a lot of times skew our view of our heavenly father. And so I just want to encourage you to dive into Luke 15. It's the parable of the prodigal son and ask the Holy spirit to reveal to you the character of the father in this story, because it's a representation of our heavenly father. And then the second thing I want to say is as Katie was talking and she's sharing about what Christ did for us and how he came and he was that sacrifice for us so that we could have a relationship with God. If that is something that you have never done, something you've never even thought about, something you truly don't even, maybe you don't even know what we're talking about. I want to encourage you to reach out to myself or Katie we would love to talk to you about that, what it means to walk in a relationship with the Lord, what it means to live your life for him and his love for you. And we can connect you with some resources and just practical advice on how to have a relationship with God, because maybe that's something that you've never even thought about or considered for yourself. But like Katie said, like it will change your life. It is a good thing. And God's plans for your life are good and his word is good. And so um, I love all of that so much. So Katie, do you have any like last minute thoughts before? And if you do, you can go ahead and share those. And if, if not, you can just let us know how, how can people that are listening connect yeah, with you? Absolutely. First of all, Janice, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on the show today. It has truly been a joy to get to know you better. And I know you were over on my show and your episode was so well received. You did an amazing job over there. We talked about how to love your life right now instead of waiting. And people have been loving that episode. Um, So with that, I do just want to mention the podcast again. It's called Stepping Into a Joy-Filled Life. And it's all about helping women grow spiritually, personally, and in marriage and in motherhood as well. And it's a great resource, a great free resource. Um, it's been an absolute joy to put that together. We The expansion of the podcast truly has blown my mind. We've reached 40 different countries and it's just been really fun to see the doors of opportunity um, that God has opened as a direct result of that podcast and the phenomenal uh, women that I've got to meet um, and you know have them guest on my podcast as well as women just sending me messages about how the podcast is impacting their life. And so that's been such a joy. Um, and then again, the happy chicks Facebook group. So I call this group, (laughs) I call it your favorite virtual coffee shop only better because of the awesome women who are a part of it. So I want to invite each and every one of you to check that out. All you have to do is get on Facebook and search for happy chicks. 
you can join the group there. It really is a wonderful, warm community of women who really just love on each other and encourage each other and cheer each other on. We share scripture inside of there. Uh, we have times where we pray for each other inside of there. I'm live inside of there sometimes. And then I'm always showing the latest uh, or talking about the latest podcast episode inside of the Happy Chicks Facebook group. Um, and then I'm also just on Facebook. You can check out my page. It's Katie Hedrick Life Coaching. So you can find me there um, and on Instagram as well. And I would love to connect with you wherever, whatever platform you choose to connect on. Awesome. And like I said earlier, I will definitely put all of Katie's contact information in the show notes so that you guys can find her on social media, find her website, her podcast, all of it. So thank you, Katie, for coming on and everything you said ministered to me. I know it's going to minister to listeners. So I'm just so thankful that God connected us and just for the beautiful friendship that I have with you. So thank you for coming on. And would you be willing to close out our I podcast in to, prayer? Absolutely. Father God, we come before you today. God, thankful and humble. God, for this moment, for this podcast, for Janice's heart. God, for her community. Father, I ask that you would just wrap up every single person who's listening to this podcast today, that you just wrap them up in your arms, God, in a very tangible way, God, that they could feel your arms around them. Father, I ask that you would pour out your blessing and your protection and your favor and your wisdom upon each person listening to this podcast today. God, we do thank you that you are a good father. Father, we trust and believe and thank you that your plan for our future is good. And Father, we ask that you would soften our hearts and that you would help us obediently step forward, God, into the doors that you open. Lord, we truly don't have to have it all figured out to move forward. God, just reveal to us, Lord, our one next step so that we may, be, may obediently step forward, God, into what you've called us to do. Father God, we thank you. We praise you. We love you. We glorify you. And we ask and receive in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you.